Game Chat with one episode 113, a new bastion of hope. Oh. Game Chat with Buona, your weekly source for gaming news and topics. And now here's your host, me, Buona McCall. Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 113 of Game Chat with Buona. We got a great show lined up for you. Seven stories around that, about, uh, around about that stories to talk about today i hope you all had a great weekend and great week game chat one is where we cover the latest gaming news and topics for the past week so ever since our last episode on last tuesday uh we're gonna find all the stories that interest the buona basically and i'm gonna share that with you guys um so if you find something that's a little bit old by internet standards that's because it probably can be you know up to a week old um, so we're coming up on, uh, February, March. So it's going to be a lot of game titles that are being announced and also game titles that are being released both for the consoles and for PC. Uh, March is notoriously known as that month where there's just way too many games to play again, sort, sort of like the end of the year. Uh, it's a very popular time for games to come out and gaming news to kind of be a hot topic at that given moment. Good time to be a podcaster. When you say, anyway, we got a great show lined up for episode 113. Game chat with Buona, right at you right now. And for our first story, we're going to talk about Overwatch and uh, one of the biggest changes to our most beloved character. If you've ever played Overwatch, you know that you absolutely adore this character called Bastion. When you first start playing, as a matter of fact, the newbies have voted Bastion as one of their favorite characters. I am not telling the truth right now. Everybody pretty much hates Bastion when you first start playing because he's uh, what I like to call the newbie killer. Um, if you run into a choke point or you don't know the maps and there is a decent Bastion, he will just mow you down over and over again. And uh, it's kind of where he stands in terms of where Overwatch characters are. Uh, as you get higher and higher up uh, in, into the ranks and into the, um, I guess you can call them the the layers of competitive, Bastion kind of has a, a, a trolling type of a role where, you know, if you're not a super duper pro player, if you pick Bastion, everybody looks at you with the stink eye and going, what in the world are you doing? Uh, the article I'm going to talk about tonight or today is uh, the one on PC Gamer. And Blizzard has put out some some details about improving Bastion, trying to make him less niche. And some of the changes actually sound pretty good. Uh, this is coming from principal designer Jeff Goodman. Uh, they're tweaking several parts of Bastion design. For example, uh, in recon mode, uh, it's bullet spread. Where Recon mode is where Bastion runs around with his rifle. The bullet spread will be decreased as well as the magazine size will be increased. In his sentry mode, when he's uh, transformed into a turret, uh, it's going to, they're, they're, they're going to kind of nerf down or bring down the damage and reduce the ability, well, actually remove the ability to have headshots and uh, give you more tankability or sustainability. So you'll be able to take more damage, but you're going to be able to deal less. This kind of reminds me, of the old Bastion, when I first started playing Overwatch, he had a shield, and a lot of people don't, didn't know that that, uh, that Bastion had it when he went to 
his tank mode, he had a shield in front of him. Yeah. Um, also, uh, this is the verbiage that Goodman said exactly. He says, we're testing stuff like increased spread during the tank mode and removing headshots but taking less damage while transformed. Um, this is the one that's probably going to affect him the most. Uh, they're going to increase his survivability via changes to the self-repair. He says, we've been testing a few changes to this and we feel really good so far. Currently, our internal build has Bastion able to use self-repair while moving and also having it no longer interrupted while taking damage. To balance this out, we now have a resource system similar to D.Va's defense matrix. These changes have turned the ability from a more niche, rarely used ability to a much more powerful and core survivability tool. So hopefully these changes to Bastion in Overwatch will make him less of a troll character and more of a sustainable character. Uh, I think what Blizzard did with uh, Symmetra was a true testament of that. I think Symmetra became a lot more viable in every situation rather than just being a defensive hero. Uh, she can do just about everything now. Uh, and she's vital in a lot of situations where you have to pick her. Um, not just a niche character for certain situations. But check the story out, guys. Over on PCGamer.com, they got the details about the latest changes that Blizzard is going to be putting into PTR in the next patch. Blizzard is changing Bastion to be actually pretty, pretty, pretty flexible. Check it out. And for our next story, we're going to talk about Dota 2 and the latest event that uh, Valve introduced a few days ago. This is going to celebrate the Chinese uh, New Year. I'm sorry, the Lunar New Year. Uh, and it's called the Dark Moon event. And what they're doing is they're introducing a brand new mode, which allows you to do sort of a PVE mode. This is called the Dark Moon event. It pits five players against waves of enemies trying to knock down Selamine's temple. Uh, it only has a limited selection of heroes, either ones who are good at mashing hordes or useful for standing up against them. This is according to Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Basically, it seems to be uh, a horde mode, like they said, and uh, you have to survive several waves of enemies. And I have seen custom modes like this. They're actually pretty fun in Dota 2. Even if you don't play Dota 2, you don't understand it. These horde modes or these PvE modes are actually pretty fun. Uh, the cool thing is that some of the enemies are variants of Dota heroes as well. So you may see some some kind of a transformed, I don't know, Earthshaker come out. I don't know which ones are in there because I haven't played it myself. Um, much like with other things with Dota 2, uh, Valve is giving you the ability to earn points. And with the points, you get to spin a wheel of RNG loot. And one of the most coveted things in the RNG loot list is a little, a little tiny Roshan, uh, baby Roshan courier which is coveted that everybody loves is a right. They call it a mighty rare baby Roshan courier. Uh, also the, uh, as a result of all of this and what's coming up is the uh, Kiev major, which is the next Dota major. And you'll be able to buy a compendium for $7 and 99 cents, which includes a bunch of stuff, including a temporary winter map, as well as some other things, some goodies that go along with compendium things like predictions, earning points, unlocking things, all kinds of cool things that come with Dota 2. So check it out, guys, over on Rock, Paper, Shotgun. They got the details. Dota 2 celebrates the Lunar New Year with a Dark Moon event, and you can earn yourself a baby Roshan and impress all your friends or something. Yes. Check it out, guys. And for our next story, we're going to talk about Pillars of Eternity 2. This was a, this actually started out to be a rumor that uh, Obsidian was going to announce Pillars of Eternity, and they actually did. And they actually also announced a crowdfunding initiative to reach $1.1 million. 
to our surprise and everyone watching the event, they made the goal in less than 24 hours. Um, it's one of the most successful crowdfunded video game projects ever, according to this article over on Escapist Magazine. And uh, that's, that's kind of impressive. Um, and uh, it, 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 it just, I guess it just shows, man, some people just love games and they're going to definitely throw their wallets where their mouth is. This is a quote from them. It says, we have the, we have the best fans in the world. It is amazing how quickly they helped us reach the funding goal for Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. That's actually the name of it. Our fans were responsible for the original game's critical and financial success, and we are looking forward to doing it all over again with them for the sequel. For those who reserve Fig Game Shares, game shares, thank you for your trust in us. We look forward to having you share the potential success of Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire together, said Fergus Urquhart. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. CEO of Obsidian Entertainment. And uh, that's some nice artwork up here if you want to look at what they're working on. The game has a potential release date of quarter one, 2008, although there hasn't been an official announcement as to an official date. Or uh, I guess it's kind of hard to say, you know, an exact date when you just met your Kickstarter goal or crowdfunding goal. Um, and, uh, you know, you got the money. It's like, okay. But they do have some stretch goals. I didn't mention that. Uh, I think they said uh, that there will be a 50-50 split between equity and rewards. The first stretch goal, will, which will be available at $1.4 million, will add subclasses. So if you want to help them reach their sub goal, or I'm sorry, their, their stretch goal, you'll be able to do that. And at the rate that they received their initial funding, I think it's safe to say they're going to reach the stretch goal of 1.4 million to add subclasses check it out guys pillars of eternity dead fire not only announced but uh crowdfunded and actually the goal was met in less than a day really really impressive by obsidian entertainment and it's just true testament of a good game pillars of eternity is definitely one of those old school old old school rpgs i mean these are the first rpgs i used to see when i was a, when i was a kid child lad teenager um it's very 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 elaborate and uh, uh immersive so it's like what rpgs used to be um and i think that's why it made a stretch goal so fast check it out guys over in escapist magazine they got the details pillars of eternity 2 Deadfire has reached its goal of 1.1 million it will be available q1 2018 and for our next story let's talk about fallout 4. fallout 4 is receiving some love from bethesda uh, the Fallout 4 high resolution texture pack is coming next week, and this will enhance your existing Fallout 4 absolutely free. You don't have to pay any money. It's not a DLC or anything like that. Uh, it's going to require, check this out. Now, this is probably the biggest part of the story, is that you're going to need an extra 58 gigabytes of space. Holy something. Um as this article on rock paper shotgun points out that about triples the size of the base game uh some other requirements which are kind of hefty is that you'll need windows 7 8 10 which is like a very advanced version of when i'm just joking is windows 7 windows 8 or windows 10 you need a 64-bit os um you're going to need a core i7 5820k or better that's fairly modern uh that's that's you know, if you haven't got a new CPU in the past couple of years, you're probably not going to be able to, to do this according to their requirements. 
Also, a GTX 1080 8 gigabytes or an AMD Radeon RX 498 gigabytes. And you're going to need 8 gigabytes of RAM. So you're going to need a lot of, you're going to need a lot of VRAM and you're going to need a lot of just normal RAM. Um, so you go to Bethesda site, you can check out the screenshots. And I looked at the screenshot of the, the texture pack. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's Bethesda's engine that's getting dated. It didn't seem worth it. Excuse me. It just, I, I was like, I looked at it. And I was like, well, that's, that's 60 gigs of more space and all this requirements. And it didn't look all that great. Uh, it looked good for being fallout four. And I, I have to keep reminding myself that fallout four is kind of dated. And it was, it's like, it's quickly getting old. It's like, like getting two years old. Um, and it just didn't look all that great. It was a little bit lackluster, but I think some people, including Fallout, a lot of Fallout 4 fans are going to be all over this. Now, if I could do it, I would do it because I love Fallout 4, the game. I like the game itself. But as far as the looks are concerned, this high risk, risk texture pack, to me, doesn't seem worth it in terms of what you have to give up. All this space, all these requirements, basically going to make your machine chug a lug a lug a lug. Um... But with that said, I'm glad to see Bethesda giving it some love. I'm glad to see that the game hasn't been completely forgotten, that they're going to be giving these things out for free. And uh, you can expect some probably some, you know, some retextures or some mods of this texture pack to come out in the uh, modding community. As you know, we see all the time with uh, Bethesda games is like there's always some sort of a third party uh, user generated texture pack that comes out to combat, you know, the same one that. Uh, the guys at Bethesda had done. So if you're into Fallout 4, you probably are if you're listening to this particular story. Check it out over on Rock Paper Shotgun. They got the details about the high-resolution texture pack coming out next week. 58 gigs of space, and you're going to need a hefty CPU and GPU to make use of it. Check it out. And now we're going to talk about Valve and their gambling woes. If you remember, uh, they had a big scandal last year about uh, CSGO or Counter-Strike Go gambling third-party sites, which essentially use in-game items as currency. Um, well, not necessarily currency, but rewards. And your currency with these sites was actually real money. And people would spend money to gamble on these sites to get some sort of a gun skin or a knife skin. And uh, it turned out to be a big deal because... Uh, uh, it was straight up gambling and a lot of miners were doing gambling and that's kind of illegal in a lot of states in the United States. Um, during these scandals with CSGO, I mean, other than the streamers and the YouTubers that were involved, the Washington State Gambling Commission got involved as well, ordering Valve to shut down all these sites that were doing these the CSGO stuff. Now, why am I talking about all this? Because Valve is about to do the same thing with Team Fortress 2. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of Team Fortress 2 skin gambling sites out there which were doing the same thing as CSGO, and Valve has finally decided to crack down on them as well. Here's an announcement from Friday where Valve says, uh, some gambling websites started leveraging TF2 items. Uh, today we begin the process of blocking TF2 gambling accounts as well. We recommend you don't trade with these sites. Now, Valve doesn't run these third-party sites. They have very little to do with their day-to-day -day operations, but these sites do communicate through official channels using Steam. And uh, they go through the API, the Steam developer interface um, that other programmers use. So Valve is kind of responsible if these sites are using the API. And I think that's where the blocks are coming from. 
they're blocking these developers from coming through steam to authenticate and to basically move items back and forth through their bots however they get them set up so if you trade tf2 items you might want to check out and see if your site has been blocked your favorite site has been blocked because nine times out of ten sites that offer trading also offer gambling uh, we'll see if they withstand the band wave coming from valve check it out guys over rock paper shotgun they got the details team fortress 2 sites are coming down much like the csgo gambling sites did last year and for our next story we're going to talk about chocolate and peanut butter in the form of gaming ips and gaming thoughts coming together what if you combine square enix hmm it's already a good start combine square enix with marvel yeah you got Reese's peanut butter cups, man. Yesterday morning, Marvel and Square Enix teased in separate tweets that they had an announcement to make. And a lot of people were speculating, according to this article over in Engadget. And uh, we saw a teaser trailer. And it's called The Avengers Project. The Avengers, Avengers Project. You see Thor's hammer and the Iron Man gauntlet laying in the dirt, discarded. And a somber voiceover explains how the world will always need heroes i just had an overwatch flashback there but anyway um this made me very excited because i really really like square enix as a development company uh they spawned the beautiful entity known as final fantasy and uh, we've got some people that are also going to be involved that were part of Rise of the Tomb Raider, as well as Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Very, very good titles. Involved in something that have, it just it encompasses Marvel and Square Enix together. Well, I think we got, like I said, chocolate and peanut butter going on here, guys. It's, it's nothing more than a teaser. There isn't much more than this, this short video. So... Um, there's a lot of speculation going on, but it's a good kind of speculation. It's that good old fashioned hype train. Square Enix is making an Avengers game for Marvel. I'm excited. Are you? Check it out, guys. Over on the gadget, they got the details about this spectacular piece of chocolate and peanut butter known as Avengers and Square Enix. And for our final story, this is more of an update of, of a topic that we covered in the last game chat one. I think the one previous is about Windows 10 game booster game mode. That's, I call it Game Booster, but the, the Windows 10 game mode that's coming in the latest uh, Windows 10 update. And uh, last time we talked about it, uh, the revelation that we had was that it's also going to work for Windows 32 games and not necessarily just the Windows Store games, otherwise known as the what GW10, I think that's the name of it. Uh, no, I'm sorry, UD, UWP, uh, Universal Windows Platform. Um, so game mode is going to work both for these. Now, uh, the, 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 the reason why I'm talking about it today is because Ars Technica did a review or interview uh, with some people at Microsoft uh, to get some more details. And there was one little tidbit in here that I felt it was worth reporting on. Um, check this out. Let me find a quote here. Uh, it says that, here it is. It says that for games that are currently CPU or GPU bound, um, Microsoft was seeing frame rate improvements of two to 5%. If you're not familiar with this game mode does is that it's going to basically change your windows priorities and, uh, background programs to where games could perform better. This is why I call it game booster, because there's a bunch of programs out there that did this in the past. One almost called game booster. Now here's the, here's the thing. 
Um, I need to find it exactly where it is, but there's a quote in here, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase until I find the quote. The UWP games are actually going to see more of a performance game than the Win32 ones. That one, that 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 kind of made me a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit cautious because when we t- we first talked about this, uh, one of the things I was afraid of is that it was only going to work with UWP games, the games on the Windows Store. Um, and from this article, it sounds like that these games are going to benefit more than the Win32 games. So there is going to be some sort of a bias. Um, here it is. Here's a quote. It says game mode will work with, for both traditional win 32 games and a new universal windows platform, uh, games sold through the windows store. Gamma said that both types of games will see gains, but UWP games may see slightly better numbers. Win 32 games can do things like create multiple processes, often using games with special launchers or copy protection or install background services as these are invisible to game mode. So they may not be properly optimized. UWP games can't do these things, so they don't suffer the same problem. So what he's saying is that these games that have separate launchers or background processes uh, or, or some anti-cheat things that go on in the background, game boosts may not be able to optimize those parts of the games, um, which is understandable. But this is kind of a CYA type of a deal where they are definitely looking towards the future and going, well... You know, we, we're, we're going to certify UWP, but Win32 games can do all kinds of crazy stuff. So you might see slightly better numbers. So I'm a little bit, I'm cautiously optimistic, but this kind of worried me because I had took a step forward and I was like, man, this actually sounds like something that's going to be pretty decent if it works on Win32 and UWP. But at the same time, I took a step backwards. And went, all right, well, no. Now they say UWP may have slightly prefer- better performance games due to the nature of Win32 games having different types of architectures. Hmm. It remains to be seen. We're going to be seeing this very shortly, though. The creator's update uh, is going to the preview build of Windows 10. It's actually, I think it's out right now. Um, This article was posted on the 25th, so I'm pretty sure that the preview build has game mode right now. So, you know, preview builds usually are precursor towards the actual patch coming to Windows. So if you do have access to the Insider preview, you can check it out and see what this game mode is all about. I'm pretty sure there's YouTube videos and other stuff about this out there. So check it out, guys. Over on Ars Technica, more details about Windows 10 game mode. Some good, and some that makes you raise your eyebrow a little bit. And that concludes episode 113 of Game Chat. Buona, I want to thank everybody for coming by and listening. Please follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Buona. You can find me posting musings about what I'm doing and what I'm up to and when I go live. Over on twitch.tv slash Buona, where I stream video games and actually production of this podcast and other cool things uh, every day. We stream in the morning and in the afternoon, starting at between 8 to 10 a.m. And we go about four to six hours in the day. And then we come back around 8 to 10 p.m. And we go another three or four hours at night. So those of you uh, different time zones can catch both of our casts. And we stream everything from Warframe to Elite Dangerous to uh, Trove. Uh, we've been playing a lot of Atlas Reactor. Um, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of lots and lots of games. And also production of this podcast. Pretty cool stuff. We're also on YouTube, youtube.com slash Buona, where you're probably watching this. If not, go visit me. And soundcloud.com slash Buona TV, where the audio of this particular podcast is as well. We also have another podcast, if you haven't heard of it. It's called Tech Talk with Buona. We do a very similar thing that we do with game stories, that we do with technology stories. We produce that on Thursdays. So we got one episode of Game Chat, one episode of Tech Talk on Tuesday and Thursdays that you can check out. 
me over here this weekend and uh let me get the date it's actually going to be february 4th we're going to have our subathon we have a monthly subathon over on twitch.tv slash buona uh where i drive uh, i basically go full sellout mode and i try to drive up sub numbers and try to get people to contribute and help with the show uh this is my full-time job now so i have to make ends meet so this is where i you know every month we do a 12-hour stream to kind of do that and promote the stream and get the word out about everything that's happening at casa day twitch.television slash morning check it out guys i'll be there february 4th starting at 3 p.m eastern so i hope i can see you all there all right guys take care that concludes episode 113 game chat boy i'll see you all next time i'm out of breath <sighs> actually i'm not out of breath but i'll see you guys later take care